You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. With Saya, Anisa, and Porama. And this is still the year and yak. Hi, I'm Saya. I'm Anisa. And I'm Porama. Welcome to the fifth annual Kogumo Awards, not the Hunger Games. Why does it feel like I'm about to say that? <laughs> um, because I'm hungry. And I did the first intro wrong and now we're doing it a second time. <laughs> because we are here to give out the Kogumo Awards in honor of our mascot and longtime shaggy friend, Koguma, which is the name of, of the Dramas Over Flowers Yak, mm-hmm. who has been with us this many a year and I hope he'll forgive me for forgetting that he existed for a brief five minutes. How um, dare you? <laughs> sack me now. <laughs> we should still explain that goguma means sweet potato. Yeah. Uh, right. Goguma means sweet potato. Korean. <laughs> yeah. So our yak is called sweet potato. And so we are giving uh, out sweet potato yaks. <laughs> yes. To the best and worst in dramas. Hey, if the Oscars can give out a random gold man, why can't we give out yaks named Sweet That's Potato? So the true. random wicked gold man. <laughs> this is not as funny as as, yes, as it feels right now. At least ours has nutritional value. But, well, to be fair, Goguma is also naked, but like he's an animal, so it's fine. Hey, he has a, a very fine coat. Fine coat. Exactly. He has a, yeah, he has a lovely furry coat. Okay. <laughs> he dresses better than I do, so <laughs> which isn't hard. So we asked you, wonderful listeners, to vote in our end of year um, awards. And we asked you to tell us about your favorite dramas, your worst dramas, um, and various other things, which you will find out as you listen. We also asked you to make up your own awards and tell us who we should give these hallowed yak-shaped potatoes to. And so we're excited to go through that and take you with us. So thank you, everybody, for voting. Let's go. Yay. So we have um, two categories of awards. One is the best and worst in dramas, which are sort of your more slightly more traditional ones. And then we have the wild gogomas, which are like a bit more silly, a bit more out there, a bit more fun. Um, so we'll start with the best and worst in dramas and we'll kind of work our way up to the best, top best dramas that you voted for. So Saya, take it away for the first one. So the first uh, Koguma that we're giving out is for the most gorgeous aesthetics, um, which basically is about like the set, the costumes, the color grading, how delicious was this drama to look at. And the Goguma Award goes to... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just channeling my BTS moments. Um, Alchemy of Souls, Light and Shadow. Mm. What do you think of that for a um, Okay, yes, people have fashion preferences. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you had a different answer in mind from the expression <laughs> on your face. <laughs> I am, I'm more in tune with like the, the dramas that came in second and third, um, one of which is My Dearest, another one is My Demon. Um, Alchemy of Souls, Light and Shadow didn't really have the budget of part one, and that really showed in how dimly lit and weirdly color graded it was. But I realized that the drama was a lot of people's favorite, so I will shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this section isn't for us. <laughs> 
Congratulations. I mean, we're Yay. trying to listen to the voice of the people here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the, the voice of the people has spoken pretty. It was a pretty large margin between first and second. Yes, so. it is. It is. It is considerably yeah. large. Like it, the the runner up is like has half the number of votes. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's probably also the case that because it was a part two, your impressions from part one would have carried mm. over into your impressions mm. yeah, from part yeah, two. So that would make sense. And part one was really gorgeous. It was gorgeous, yeah. and my pretty much my. One of the two favorite dramas of 2022 um, mm-hmm. for me, part one. But yeah. yes. Okay. So the next category is best drama for a rewatch. And the winner of this one is Love to Hate You, which is intriguing to me because I haven't watched that one yet. I, I believe it. Again, you know, I already pointed out in part one what my issue was with drama. But I will not argue with you if you bring up its rewatch value because it was the dialogues were on point. The pacing was great. The actors the entire cast was so good so yes absolutely it it probably deserves i feel like form is here is the primary litigator for all of these results which is great i love it sorry well to be fair i think both of these were categories that were um proposed by borma so i think that's fair um can we give can we give a quick shout out to the runner-up which i think is what i would have given it to um and that is Twinkling Waterman, mm. and I'd rewatch that. Absolutely, it 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 is only a runner-up by uh, the margin of like one point one percent. Literally so one I vote. Think it's literally <laughs> one vote apart. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> and then we have best ensemble cast, and honestly, completely agree with uh, the public sentiment on this. Uh, by a huge margin, it's moving, which. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. No argument. There's no yep. yeah, mic yep. drop on that one. No argument there. <laughs> Amazing ensemble cast. No such, competition. Yeah, such such great use of every actor's strengths. So, like they put, it, they gave. You know, it never feels like any one um, portion of the cast hogged the limelight completely. Mm-hmm. It felt correctly distributed, and the pacing was so good, and the cutaways and 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 the small flashbacks and stuff everything was perfect and yeah like every time you have this experience of like seeing a new actor you're like holy crap this cast is insane like this person is in it this person you're just like blown away every time but it doesn't like take you out Mm -hmm. and every actor gave much more than they were asked and it made it Mm. so good so so good and joe and song i haven't seen you on screen for so many years oh i missed him I was so like, you know, you see someone and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah. And like the adult cast and the child cast, like the young people cast, both of them were just so perfect and the way that they like, you know, mm. um, interrelated was just so, oh, it was just so good. All of it was just so, so good. I haven't finished it yet though. That's why I can't yes. talk about it. Me too. <laughs> It's so good, I couldn't finish it. I mean, I, I finally did finish it. And like, is it a spoiler to say that it stays oh, great? Oh, God. I always want to know that It's spoiler. a much needed information point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next. So the next award is for the most epic romance. And that also has no uh, real competition going to my dearest. Uh, yes. I'm... Really looking forward to like what I anticipate to be kind of a lull in January where I can just like immerse myself in the story because I feel like it's going to take up Mm -hmm. the majority of my brain space. And part of that is like I know from hearing people talk about it that it was such an epic relationship. So I'm like looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it's like it's also like epic sagak is something that has been missing in drama land for a mm-hmm. while, like that flagship epic sagak. And I feel like my dearest did this. And in that time period, yeah, which like doesn't often get depicted. It's like an unusual time period as well. Which time which... period was it? It's so this is when the Qin Dynasty is uh, conquering uh, South Korea. It's a period that the country has a lot of shame. Um, Not South Korea. About, like, the peninsula. Sorry. Yeah. The peninsula. Right? I'm so sorry. It's long so before South Korea. We're going to get yes. some emails. <laughs> and we deserve we them. We would deserve them. I would deserve them. Um, please target them at me and not, not these two. Um, but but the, it's, it's a period that they have uh, a lot of historic shame about. So they don't talk about it. Dramas don't get made for that period. Um, but this one, it doesn't just head-on face a lot of the aspects of that part of history that there is national, you know, like they, they don't like thinking about the horrible defeat and suffering that that uh, conquest uh, caused. They do it so beautifully. Like, yes, there is the romance, but also just the the way the that period is depicted and, and the struggle of being uh, displaced because of war, it's so good. It's really good. Mm. We also can't move on without giving a shout out to the actual actors. So that's Namboon oh, Min and Anand Jin. Anand Jin, by the way, I am so delighted by because she has suffered in second lead hell for long enough. Also, like, she's the kind of actor when you would see her in other dramas, you'd be like, please make this woman the lead of her own drama yes. because she has such an outsized presence, even in a small role. She has managed to outshine main leading pairs in any number of dramas, including I was recently rewatching uh, More Than Friends. And her line completely outshines what the main lead's uh, storyline was. And I can't believe it took this long for her to get this drama. But what a drama to get headliner casts in. It's just an, an opposite Nam Kung Min, whom we will come to in just a moment. <laughs> yes. So most memorable hero, Nam Kung Min, uh, as the hero in My Dearest, which I didn't watch, so Borma, take it away. <laughs> So we have been waiting for Nam Kung Min to just step up and take on the mantle of epic romantic hero for so long. <laughs> so yes. long. Um, yes. I'm watching I Need Romance 3, which was a drama that came out in, I think, it, in early 2010s. Okay, um, 2015 probably. And he was just, we've been waiting for this guy to just, because every time he's done these leading roles, most of the time he just avoids romantic roles to begin with. And when he does leading men role, it's in these dramas that are mostly about, I don't know, prosecutors and newspaper men and like, um, you know, something like, uh, what is it? What was it called? Hot, hot Stove League? Yeah, he's usually Sports. a man on a mission. And there's usually like a romantic interest in there. But that's not like the main point of the drama. Yeah, really. that that's the romance is never the main point for the but. We knew he had the potential and you yes. see it here. He yes. is is really genuinely such an epic hero. Like his character is written so well. And also move aside Red Butler because I think he <laughs> did it better. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been I think this is another reason why I've been saving this is because like I have been waiting so long for him and I love him so much. And I have so many like feelings of resentment because they had there was this like short run in the late 2000, early 2010s where he had these like Sometimes second lead, but even more often like third lead roles where I was like, this is the most charming person in the drama. Like, when is he going to get a lead role? And then he just started doing like really complicated, interesting roles, but like 
and then he started doing villains. But I was like, but what about my romantic lead? And I'm going mean. And then he did a couple, and they I think they flopped so hard that he just like left. And yeah. and now so I'm I'm like very I'm gonna feed myself and to use a Saya terminology. I'm gonna feed myself with my dearest once I have you know recovered from the year end. Yeah. yeah. Um. I also want to give a shout out to uh, the runner up in this category. Uh, so we just gave the dramas as options. So the runner up is moving. And my guess is that people were actually voting for Joe and Sam. Joe and Sam. He deserves it. Yeah. Oh, um, it's too good. The next category is most iconic heroine. And the one to win there is the star of The Glory. So thank you. Yay. Which, yes. Yay. Yeah. By a large margin. We should also yeah. say, yeah, really, really large margin. That's true. Yeah, I, I think I have like conflicted feelings about the glory as a whole, but I think Song Ego really killed it, and it's also such a departure from the kind of role that she usually plays. So, like, kudos to her, and it really paid off for her. Um, and and the glory. So, if you haven't heard, um, Netflix recently released their numbers for the first time ever. Oh, really? And the glory was one of their most watched mm. shows for oh, the year. Wow. So, paid off. Yeah, it did. I really loved her performance. Like after mm. Descendants of the Sun, this is the first performance that yeah. honestly this far, far, far supersedes Descendants of the Sun. Um, however, I also ultimately thought that the way her character was written, there were certain choices that um, I had narrative issues with. So I couldn't quite like completely fall behind her as like the most iconic heroine. But I love revenge sagas and this was one of the most satisfying revenge saga um, for a while. So, yeah. yes, I, I and her her performance elevated the writing, I think. For yeah, sure. it, it really did. It genuinely did. And shout out to our runner up, Anandjin, who cannot go unsung, according yes. to the results. From oh, my dearest. From my dearest. Not that I've watched <laughs> either of these dramas. <laughs> okay. Our next award is for the best first half. Worst second half. Ugh. And this award goes to See You in My 19th Life. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> legend. Yeah. Very well earned. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I had such hopes in the first half. And I mean, I had an inkling that it wasn't quite going where I was hoping it would go, but then it really crashed and burned in oh, the second no. half. Sad. So sad. I am not surprised exactly, but a, a little bemused by the runner-up, uh, which is Crash Course in Romance. And yeah, people really didn't love the murder rom-com thing. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, we can talk about this at another time, but I felt like that was perfectly well set up early on in the drama. I was surprised at the strong backlash against it. I think it was just the fatigue. I mean, people were really enjoying the romance and they were like, this is just so unnecessary. Could we just have more of the romance? <laughs> I suppose. But also, like, you gotta have some conflict. You know? But does it have to be murder? This is the yeah, question. I mean, these are grown-ass people with, like, full-on personalities. Their personalities clashing is enough conflict. I would have loved just yeah. that. Okay, well, look for my forthcoming article on why murder. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have some I've theories. been waiting for so long. Uh, I think it's not going to come out until, like, next spring or summer or something. Okay, the next award is for Craziest Premise, Best Execution which overwhelmingly was won by A Good Day to Be a Dog, <laughs> which, you know, fair. It is crazy. <laughs> it is a crazy <laughs> premise. <laughs> and it was very cutely executed. 
Yeah, I mean, um, at the time, it's still like when we are recording, it's still airing because uh, NBC lost its mind and decided to stretch a 12 episode drama um, over three months, for God's sake. Nonsense. But um, yeah. yeah, more than three months, actually. But it's uh, yeah, the, the I think the first eight episodes kind of did its thing. It, the premise was definitely crazy. Execution was super cute. Mm. And yeah, let's see where it all ends up. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like huge props to Park Yu-Yang as well. She is Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Good. Never has a transition to human to puppy be more <laughs> seamless. <laughs> <laughs> Never has there been a transition from human to puppy. So, I mean, <laughs> there's not much competition, but still. <laughs> okay, next. Next is your most disliked drama. And guys... You did not have a lot of consensus. <laughs> uh, but the ones that came out ahead um, were King the Land. And close at its heel is the one that I most agree with. Uh, Kogtu, Season of Deity. <laughs> was that the Kim Jong-hyun one? Yeah, mm. it was horrible. Like, I okay. can't explain how bad Kogtu was. I, I, I <laughs> made a video where I was kicking away a ball and that ball represented the drama. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> that was iconic. I remember that. I guess let let the uh, award do the talking. <laughs> yeah, but the, the one that did uh, get, like, your, you know, the popular vote of most disliked was, is King the Land. And again, I completely understand people not liking it. Um, the first half especially kind of completely deserved it. There were certain storylines that did not pan out really well. Overall, I understand it, even though this drama kind of ended up on my best of <laughs> list for the year. <laughs> Low on the list, but it, it's still there. <laughs> so now we have our like big top drama awards, which so we asked you guys to put your number one drama, your number two drama, and your number three drama. So it was kind of like a rank choice. Um, and we looked at all of those and we came up with an order of the dramas that you liked the most from one to three. So your third most liked drama this year was The Glory. Woo! Part two and part one, I Both suppose, parts. honestly, yeah. because... Yeah, because because part one aired 30th December 2022. Mm -hmm. I don't think it, it, it barely counts as a 2022 drama. Yeah. And for the sake of our awards, we always start from December 1st of the previous year. Yeah, correct. So you guys really love The Glory and um, it's your third favorite choice. And the award for second place goes to Twinkling Watermelon. Yay! I agree with this. This is exactly where I'd put it in my ranking too. It's just such a warm and feel-good <laughs> drama and I would watch it again. Hmm. I'm excited to pick it back up because of all I've heard from y'all. And also because like Cheyanook just has my, he has my heart after 2521. Love that boy. He is just, he is so memorable, man. He completely yeah. stole the show. He's definitely the take-home boy of this drama. <laughs> yeah. And the take-home girl of the drama was Shin Yun-soo, who played uh, Chong-a. Yeah. And she had a relatively small part, but she was definitely also stealing the show. I just loved her personality in the drama I so, so much. She's so... I wouldn't put her in my pocket. Basically, best teenage parents ever. Though yes. that's not... <laughs> <laughs> we actually... There were, there were other contenders for that this year. Remember My Perfect Stranger? That's true, so, that's true. yeah, you win, Twinkling Watermelon. You win all the things. 
You know, this was also the year. We didn't mention this in our trends section. I forgot to mention it, but like this was a year where we had like not just one time traveler in these time traveling. We had like multiple time traveling, multiple time travelers in multiple time traveling dramas, which was interesting. Okay, number one, should we do a drum roll? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the number one drama for... Uh, Goku Mars <laughs> 2023 <laughs> is moving. Yeah, very well deserved. Very Highly well deserved. deserved. Very, yes, very, and the, very, it was also well like deserved. an overwhelming amount of votes. So there's like no competitor. Absolutely. Yeah, it has no competition, like spiritually or literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was such a completely. Um, it was very different in the way it was executed as well as. It was just, listen, it, this is also an uh, uh, adaptation of a webtoon, but just so differently done. And the kind of drama that would have been so, um, it's just unexpected. <laughs> and it was unexpected, uh, the scale in which it was mounted. And full credit to Disney for doing it, even though apparently right after it started airing, Disney's Korean team kind of started collapsing they started firing people so that was amusing especially when they had such a star on their hands um something to note is that the writer of the webtoon kung fu was also the screenwriter of this drama and i a hundred percent support always bringing the original writers Mm. on um if the even if they are the main screenwriter let's please have them in the screenwriting room because then you get stories like these adapted properly but it, it is also a skill to be able to translate your writing from webtoon into screenwriting because that's not actually an intuitive transition. Not everyone can Absolutely, do it. which is why even if they are not the main writers, mm. you know, because for instance, and I I can't believe I'm bringing her up here I know right what now, you're going to say. Take your Rowling, for instance. <laughs> I was thinking of her I as well. I was like, myself. should I say something? Yeah. <laughs> not just holding my not, not the best, Not the best screenwriter. <laughs> should not have been given full reign to write her own movies and and basically have them unedited and out into the public. Yeah. Also made into <laughs> huge movies. A good writer does not make a good screenwriter. So to be able to do both, that is a different level of skill. Absolutely. But, you know, no, but the reason I, I uh, do advocate for the original writers to be part of the screenwriting room, because there are always multiple writers. Isn't be a consultant. Is, if you can't not not obvi- if if you have the skill then be the major yeah, screenwriter be but involved, if you don't have the skill yeah be involved to the point where you can actually contribute and i think that's different for every writer contribute and also have some amount of control because you can see what happened with uh, see you in my 19th life for instance I, there were there are a lot of other examples that i'm not going to bring up um, what often ends up happening is that the screenwriters hired to do these adaptations are either rookie um, writers who are basically just you know, doing it for the paycheck and not because they love the story so much. And that's perfectly fine. This is a profession. You do it for the paycheck. That's A lot of these writers are hired by the production company um, as salaried writers. They are given the script, asked to adapt. It's There is very little you know, creative inspiration going into the whole thing. So it's better to have the original writer involved if nothing else to keep the story going in a direction that's close to because if there is if the original story did really well even though the screen adaptation doesn't have to be completely faithful to it it really doesn't and moving isn't completely faithful to the webtoon either 
but if the if the story the spirit of the story can be kept intact yeah then usually your you know your drama your movie adaptation will also do really well so mm-hmm. that's that's basically it's it's case by case it's completely subjective but completely cutting out the original writer i i have rarely found that helping the adaptation yeah you even have cases where like this this original writer of the original property basically like disavows the film you know or the <laughs> oh, tv God, series yeah. and oh then you're God, like yes. oh. i was moving castle yeah uh, yeah i was uh, thinking yeah. when jones hated that she yeah. did not like that at all yeah and just to offset the mention of jk rowling um suzanne collins is an example of somebody Yes. No, I mean, she was a TV writer first, right? But True. she knew how to write a book and she knew how mm. to write that book as a screenplay. And then, you know... Also, doesn't yeah. hurt that those books are very cinematic in their premise exactly. and their, you know, story anyway? But that's because... That's because she had that history. Because she was a TV yeah. writer, yeah. A screenplay. You could kind of see how the cameras would be focusing mm-hmm. on the characters in her writing when you read the book, mm-hmm. so... You know, there are writers who write as if they're like watching a TV show and they do it badly. Yeah. Like, again, the ability to translate a visual uh, experience into a book that works, that's also a skill. Mm-hmm. Writing is hard, people. Writing is hard. Writing is hard. <laughs> um, oh, and we had an honorable mention. So this is a drama that was also quite beloved, but it didn't make it quite make it into the top three but we wanted to mention it perfect marriage revenge a lot of you loved perfect marriage revenge as did we yes good drama okay so next we will do what we're calling the wild kokomas which are like somewhat sillier awards (laughs) um so is this like a bouquet of kokomas that they get like wild flowers (laughs) sure a bouquet no a bouquet of sweet potatoes there's purple ones (laughs) <laughs> there's maroon ones, there's orange ones, there's white ones. And they're all ready to yeah. eat. All roasted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. This is basically our excuse to mention dramas that wouldn't make it into like the best of or top of of any list. Yeah, and also just to make it a little more fun than the typical sort of, you know, straight laced yeah. award ceremony type of thing. Take it away, Saya. I'm excited about this because this is exactly who I'd give this award to. So this is the, what is it? The Give This Actress Her Flowers Award. Mm-hmm. And it is the Han Hyoju Award for being Han Hyoju in moving. Yes. Yay. Oh she, my gosh. I'm telling you, man, this woman. She killed I didn't her. even recognize her when she came. I was like, I didn't know who that was. It took me a second. I was she like, transformed wait, that's Han so completely. Yeah. She, this woman. It's so different from any role that she's done before. And she was amazing. She's just so good. She just completely has my heart. Like, I loved her so much in 2016 in W2 Worlds. And her character was done so dirty in the second half. Mm-hmm. And then she came back with happiness. And I, I just, I, died i was yeah. so 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 delighted and then moving and i'm just i uh i i'm just forever a fan at this point yeah. i yeah she can do no wrong in my eyes and you know picking good projects is also a skill mm-hmm. like you can be a good actor not end up doing good shows agent game looking at you but she you don't see her often but when she comes out you're like my girl <sighs> Absolutely. And and you know, okay, so I gotta say this. I I didn't watch Shining Inheritance, like this is a 2009 drama 
for years. Anissa has been telling me to watch it. <laughs> and I've just been like, I don't know. This is one of those, like, I think I know the tropes. I don't know if I want to watch it. And then I started watching it. And Han Hyoju is in it. And trust the woman to, even back then, pick a role where even though technically she is doing a very tropey Cinderella character, she is not tropey at all. Like, she's such a badass. I, I love her so much. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mandatory plug for Shining Inheritance. Because whenever that comes <laughs> yeah. up, I want to tell people to go watch it. So, so good. Maybe this will be the year. <laughs> you haven't seen it, Saya? <laughs> oh, Lord. I p- have <laughs> I've been planning to see it for about 11 or 12 years. Okay, okay. I just haven't got there yet. All right. Well, maybe like in two years, you'll finally get to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, totally second that. Okay, so for the Give This Actor His Flowers Award, we have, by a large majority, the Jung Kyung-ho Award for being Jung Kyung-hot. <laughs> I blame Saya for that one. I, <laughs> I read that as a joke. <laughs> crash course in romance. I would make you wait, <laughs> didn't, wait, I thought this was supposed to be a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> like... <laughs> No, but completely deserved. But this man, I okay, there is I have these screenshots of him, like in this one particular scene. He's just folded in like this ball in this corridor. He's just he's just he's just all legs. He's like completely I don't know what what he's like a spider. And I'm just I'm looking at him crunched up like that, and somehow he's <laughs> like I, I I can't explain that scene. That scene just like stuck to my head I, I love him so his physicality is mm-hmm. just yeah. so it's it's it, it makes his entire personality just it emphasizes everything I love it I, yeah he emotes with his entire body yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and he always has but I think in this particular character he was like at the top of his game and honestly like in most cases when I watch someone in a role I'm like at some level thinking about the meta aspect you know the writing the performance with him he just was Tichiel. like he just was this guy who like mm-hmm. has this difficult history and is like able to turn on the charm within like the drop of a hat but then also like he can't sleep and he can't eat and he's so miserable but like he still does his job he's yeah, just like a like, little sad boy yeah <laughs> he's just a sad bachata like a like a just a poor but and yet and somehow like he makes this extremely rich successful man um who has a lot of privilege like we don't feel annoyed that he's being portrayed as someone sad and and like downtrodden because he (laughs) and he plays it so well that he just is that person and you're just rooting for him from the beginning it's yeah that Jung Young Ho charm is like it's yeah if you could bottle it and sell it you would be a millionaire he would be a millionaire Mm. more than (laughs) he he would (laughs) i hope he already is (laughs) um but yeah what also the other thing is like whenever i see him i'm like oh so young good choice oh i was Um, i was just i was just just makes me so happy to see both of them killing it in their careers at the same time and just and just seeming like the coolest people like so another thing sorry i'm kind of derailing this but another thing that i watched this year and something I forgot to mention in trends is like a lot of celebrities have started YouTube variety shows this year. Yeah. Mm. Um, and one of them was Jae Jung from JYJ. 
and who's also done a lot of acting. But he had this one episode where he brought Soo Young on. And he was just like in awe of her. Such a good episode. Even though they're like both (laughs) second gen idols, but you can tell he just puts her on this huge pedestal. And she was just like in control of the entire interaction from beginning to end. I was like, so yeah. And she was having so much fun with it. I I watched that. Yeah, she is such a girl crush. And so with both of them, I'm like, both of you have such good taste. I love you together. Anyway, I found out about their relationship this year and I can't believe they've been together for so long. It ju- I just found out about it and also how cool they are about it. Oh, I feel like you knew, Parama. I, I didn't. How did you not know? You we know, talked it's one about of those it. things that even when you know, you kind of forget because they're yeah, so low-key. They're very low-key, which I love also. And like, you know, pri- their private life is private. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's no like there's no public messiness about it. They, they don't have scandals attached to them or anything like that. So... Every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just quietly living their best life together. Yeah. And it just makes me so happy. Yeah. Also, I, I unrelated to this and probably a stupid digression, but just... He don't look and I, you make me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Again, really low-key couple. Just, yeah. just they have just these... Random moments of sweetness. There was this one fan meeting that Lee Jong Suk was doing where Ayu's um, fan popped up <laughs> to see it. <laughs> and I just think there are just these random things that come up on my timeline sometimes. And, you know, I'm just happy. Like, yeah, yeah please. You know, I'm this so, is so glad. This is the yeah. thing when you have a healthy fandom is that you like they're happy for you mm-hmm. whenever things happen. So the other person gains like the adoration of this entire fandom by extension. And like this is the sign of a healthy fandom. Come on, everyone. Let's do it like this. Yeah. Yes. Let's make 2024 the year of healthy fandom because 2023 did not. We kind of sucked this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving swiftly on. The next one is premise that left you scratching your head. (laughs) And And your butt. Sorry. And your butt. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say that, but I was like, is it too rude? (laughs) And predictably, the winner is Behind Your Touch. No, you mean Touch Your Behind. Yeah. The new official title is Touch Your Behind. Sorry. (laughs) Not taking any edits on that. (laughs) Um... Okay, we've talked about it in yeah. our long yak, and yeah, it's um, it's I yes, it's very. I, I had no notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah, we have gone over this, so y'all. But know. I do, I do, I do want to give the runner-ups uh, a shout out. Um, Castaway Diva, see you in my nineteenth life. A good day to be a dog. All of them, yes, absolutely. Even Destined with you gets like a, a bit of a you know, it's it, it's there, <laughs> and it's for me. Definitely, right after Behind Your Touch, it would have been cast, uh, sorry, Destined with You, because that drama, it threw everything in, including the kitchen sink, and then threw the entire house out, I don't know, <laughs> off a cliff. I, it's, I don't know what it was doing. <laughs> we actually have someone that, well, this is a spoiler for the Create Your Own Awards, but we have one that's exactly like that. Oh, so. yes, we will get to it. So the next... These are really rotten potato awards. The next rotten Gokuma award goes to <laughs> the villain with the evilest smirk. And the winner by a hair is the entire team behind Heartbeat. Well deserved. <laughs> I, that was, okay, so listen, guys. It was an Oktekyong 
um, drama. So, and also Won Ji An was in it. I, it was, it was, it started off so good. So good. Okay. I was so happy with it. I was like, yes, this drama is just sweet and warm. And it's, it's doing such good stuff with vampire lore. It's not, you know, being the predictable Twilight kind of vampire. It's, 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 you know, really doing like a modern take on like the Transylvanian vampire thing. And it's, it's, it just, it seems so great. And then they had like the worst, the worst. And like, do, you know what? A proper heir to Doro Sol Sol Lala Sol. That level of worst really? ending. So, yes. Oh, no. I watched four episodes because, Porma, you were talking about how good yeah. it was. I watched four I episodes watched and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cute. Tech is so fu- <laughs> I love him. He's so funny. Like, he was really leaning into the comedy. And then I, like, went yeah. on my drama list and I saw, like, some spoilers for the ending. And I was like, nope. And then I was like, Porma, have you finished this yet? And you're like, I have one episode. I was like, okay. Like, I heard some things about the ending. You were like, no, no, I'm just going to watch it. I was like, okay. I had no idea it derailed that spectacularly. I'm glad it's to remove it off it, my it, watch list. You know, this. I, I swear this could be like one of those production stories from early 2010s where the writer just became evil in the end and just wanted to, <laughs> I don't know, maybe just they, they wanted to do cruel things. Oh, that's so annoying. Maybe yeah. the writer was secretly an anti-fan of tech the whole time. I, she was yeah. like, that's it. <laughs> that's the only explanation. I don't understand why this happened, why they chose this. I... If this was the writer's way of becoming immortal with their craft, I they succeeded. I don't think. I mean, infamy is also, <laughs> you know, renowned. also fame. Yes, infamy that's true. Fame. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this this drama seriously had too many directors and too many writers. So that's why I said entire team of heartbeat. You you guys are all accountable. Mm. Um, and you won. So congratulations. People agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We also have a very strong, very clear runner-up in this, just behind the entire team of Heartbeat, which is Emin Young in Perfect Marriage Revenge. Yes. 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 I think she actually needs the freshest potatoes because she brought that. Like, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. What a performance. What a character. Exactly. Definitely for me, the villain of the year. I just, she, and you could tell she was having so much fun yeah. playing that character. Just like. She was completely like glammed up she was loving it all yeah, the, the like, outfits oh my god <laughs> yeah. her outfits her like cutting lines like also the dialogue was so deliciously evil and she was just like chewing it like she was having the best time it was great yeah. best evil stepmom ever and ever. just yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay the next one is my second or 19th life was my best life this was basically for best reincarnation drama there were a lot this year actually and the winner is See You in My 19th Life. I don't really understand this as a winner. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, honestly, that, that we didn't do a great job with the question. Explaining the award. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. That's I us. was yeah. like, me putting or 19th in the title was like a joke. But maybe it influenced the results. Mm. Yeah, we did a subliminal. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That was, that was on me. <laughs> um, or, or, that really was that popular alternate interpretation i don't think so it was it was popular i don't know i I feel like it was popular but also a lot of people were mad about it so maybe it was one Mm. of those polarizing dramas this year could be yeah yeah we're not sure how to interpret your votes guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but we had a pretty strong runner-up um which was a good day to be a dog which i think is well deserved that's a really cute drama 
Yes, but you know, like the second. We have to voice? keep that book in. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Burma's dog obviously agrees. Okay, Sorry, okay. good. No, I'm saying we we just like while it's it's still airing, like I said. So we just got into like reincarnation flag flashbacks and stuff. And I'm I'm not sure we've seen enough of like the past life to know like whether this, this is has the reincarnation. Best yeah, it has yeah. reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs> That's Doesn't true. Everything. For the first, like, no, six or seven episodes. Everybody, yeah, everyone's recording, so apparently. But for the first six or seven episodes, you just kind of see, like, little flashes of, like, them in, like, Joseon era. So you have no mm. idea what the backstory is, except that there's, like, some something mysterious and creepy mm. going on. Yeah. Maybe we need to write this question a little bit more clearly <laughs> next time. Like, who did reincarnation the best or something? Or who got the best out of their reincarnation? Mm. That, I think that's what we were. That's what we were going. We will not have the same yeah. trend next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we did a lot of reincarnation dramas this year. Drama Land. Let's mm-hmm. do something different next year. I, I'm curious what next year's trend is going to be. I mean, I think zombies are picking up again, so maybe we'll oh, get no. more of those. Oh, no, I'm not into <laughs> or or people people getting lost in the sea and coming back 15 years later and never oh, no. never addressing their traumas. <laughs> I think that might make. I am not on board for that trend. <laughs> um, I want it to be pushed over. You want to jump overboard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how me and Anissa are thinking the same. Way. We were in the sea puns, <laughs> the ocean puns. Okay, it's appropriate that you're doing the next one, Forma. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Is best animal cameo and uh, completely expected Park Young's puppy Alter Ego in a good day to be a dog. Like this, just one over 50%. Everybody was like, Yes, this. So cute. Uh, Runner ups are the seagull and castaway diva, which, you know, excellent CGI seagull, I guess. And the charging cow in behind your touch, not excellent CGI cow. But it was so funny. That was like the one moment in that drama where I was legitimately laughing my head off. That was like the only part of the humor that worked for me in that as much of the drama as that I watched. Uh, yeah. So the next wild Koguma is for the most unearned redemption. And this one, again by an, a slim margin, goes to the mum in The Good Bad Mother, played by Ramiran, and this bad mother didn't suffer nearly enough to be good again, according to the awards. I do not know. I didn't watch it, but she did that in another drama too, you know, which is quite funny. Which one? In uh, the other one. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up. Cold-Blooded <laughs> Intern. Cold-Blooded Intern. Oh, uh, I didn't watch that one. Okay. I mean, it wasn't as, it wasn't the drama, but it was uh, a, an aspect of her character in that drama that just every time it happened, I was just be like spitting curses at the screen. So... Double whammy winner. <laughs> She's an excellent like actress and she was amazing. Yeah. It's just that her character was just not, you know, when you have this, this, the entire point of the good, bad mother was that she chose the most abusive way of bringing up her son with the excuse that he has to someday grow up and be strong enough to avenge his father's death. And so son grows up and is cold and distant from her because that is part of his plan to avenge his father. Like, basically, they justify the way she brings him up, which is just, mm. no, because I have yeah. had that that happen in my family. The results were not a strong child-parent bond. The result was just devastation all around. Like, let's not justify yeah. this kind of parenting. It's just emotional abuse. You don't prepare kids for a bad world with bad parenting. You prepare them 
for a bad world with the best parenting you can yeah. possibly give by loving them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mic drop. And also child abuse Mic is drop. child abuse. There's no like secret justification that you can bring out 20 years later where you're like, actually, I did it for your own good. No, that's abuser logic. Yeah. Okay. I do think we should mention the the two runners up because it's a very like almost like an even split between these three. Yeah, it's it's like a third of the pie, a third of the pie, a third of the pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so second place goes to I don't even like to say this vile person's name, but the villain of Doctor Romantic Three, who is gross in real life as well and shouldn't ever be on our screens. But I guess the only redeem there's it's nothing redeeming, but the least disgusting part of it is that at least he's only playing villains. No, but you know, that's his strategy. He only plays villains because that is palatable to the audience. Yeah, but also he got a redemption in this. So that's why the question is written. It's a double unearned redemption because he got redeemed in real, well, quote unquote, redeemed in real life by having a career again. Mm. And the character got an unearned redemption in the show. Yeah, but even though we're not mentioning the actor's name, I do want to say the character's name, which is Cha Jin Man, because I don't want there to be any confusion about who we are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, the female lead's father. Mm. And yeah, uh, a complete, horrible, uh, inexcusable human who is constantly excused by all of his peers. And so constantly in all of the dramas. And that's just, can you not? Can you stop now? Yeah, there is no 19 hours of interrogation with this guy and mm. no, you know, media just hounding him constantly. And he was just, convicted. He was convicted. He was convicted and he came back. Yeah. Anyway, we've we've already talked about we this. We have talked about <laughs> it. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can go and look up the details. They're very disgusting. Just a warning. Um, yeah. brace yourself if you don't know the details yet. So the final thought. So the, f- the final third third. place <laughs> goes to uh, our unbeloved uh, Ranju Onni, Yun Ranju in Castaway Diva. And why exactly are we supposed to root for this entitled celeb with a victim complex? Yeah, absolutely. Which I believe is written by Anissa. Yeah, <laughs> I watched tagline. 12 episodes and I still don't know. I just know. wanted to credit it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that made me so mad. I was just like, <sighs> to the end, I was yeah. so angry. I just kept hoping that she would get better because I trusted Pakirion. Pakirion, I no longer trust you. Mm-hmm. I think you're. Li- she's living in her... Uh, startup era, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, like, I don't. The old Pakirion is no more. <laughs> Has left the building, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think that Yunranju was a really interesting character. It's just that instead of being like, this is a really realistic entitled celebrity with no self awareness who has been mm. brilliantly penned, and here's what's wrong with the way she looks at the world. It was like, uh, you know, Stockholm Syndrome. Like, yes, Ranju in Unni, like everything you say is right. I'm the one who's wrong, even though like you've done some horrible things to me. But yet yeah, I'm the one that needs to apologize and like and she always blamed my her own and self like, to you. Yeah, I was like, what did you do? Uh, who, who, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to go on a rant, but it, <laughs> instead of her being like an interesting side character to Mokha's journey, it became her story and also like, all of what she did was just completely swept under the rug and she became a heroine somehow. I mean, yeah. Mocha became her fairy godmother who kept on like dropping uh, pearls of wisdom so that Ranjundi <laughs> could have her yeah. journey of character development. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really frustrating. Pearls she picked up from the seabed. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Okay. So on to a happier, <laughs> on to a happier award. Um, the next one is a contract marriage you'd actually sign up for. And no surprise here, the runaway winner is Perfect Marriage Revenge. Yay! My mom was binge watching this after I recommended it to her, and she was like, "Yeah, the only thing is like." The husband is too good to be true. I was like, me. <laughs> That's why it's a fantasy. <laughs> That's why it's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, it's true. But yeah, who wouldn't sign up for that? You know, just <sighs> handsome rich like man. this guy who would just literally will do anything for your exactly. revenge. And he's just like there for you. He cooks your food because you have some kind of trauma. He tastes it for you. I'm just like, it's just just a just a perfect. Perfect marriage. You Revenge. say you 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 uh, need him to marry you. So you know for reasons you haven't quite explained yet. He's like, yes, sure. I mean, I'm yeah, on board. Why yeah, not? Why I'm not? on board. Uh, so good. Uh, yeah. So the next wild Kokoma award is oh the meta, and by this we mean you know dramas that uh, basically have something to do with the showbiz. The showbiz. <laughs> the showbiz. showbiz. <laughs> uh, okay, so the winner, um, who almost got like 50% of the vote, is Love to Hate You, which is a drama. I'm so glad we get to like mention it properly here. Um, it is a drama that actually, it was quite entertaining. <laughs> it had some uh, confused gender politics, but it was overall really well acted. Very entertaining. And it, it was like an interesting insight into, I wouldn't say the entertainment business because it had like a pretty rosy picture of the entertainment business, but more the, um, how should I put it? Like the uh, people around the entertainment business. Maybe, sort of the behind the scenes atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, a, a little bit. Um, but mostly it was just entertaining because the leads were super entertaining. Nice. Who were the leads in this? Tao Yu and... Uh, Kimokben, oh. right? Yes, Kimokben. That's someone who we haven't seen in Drama Land for a long yeah. time. I miss yeah. her. Yeah, I, <laughs> she she was she's fabulous. Like I wanted to watch Love to Hate You, but what you've said about the way it treats gender politics kind of making me like. Uh. Yes, but you know, like it's it's how, how shall I put it? Um, the reason I could watch it till the very end was because it was a good faith confusion. Like that, it wasn't like done with bitterness. Like you could see the good intention there. They just missed the mark. And oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and I don't think it would make you angry. And I think you would find the relationship really entertaining. Okay. So, well, I'm like totally yeah. on board with Tao now after watching Past Lives this year. So maybe the, I will get back to that at some point. Also, casting Tao because his character is supposed to be a bit of a misogynist. Um, the thing is, casting here, you softens the character. Mm. <laughs> like, you just can't get that man to be a woman hater. Like, even when he's trying on screen, it just it doesn't come He's across. very soft. <laughs> he he's just soft. has a soft, like, screen presence. Yeah. Also, Kim Okbin, just like, her punches are amazing. <laughs> so, amazing. <laughs> you, you mean physical yeah. punches? She should have had an action career, honestly. She is, she, yeah. Yeah, I do mean physical punches, but not that she's, you know, yeah, but actually, you know, we probably, you guys need to watch this drama, then we can talk about it. Otherwise, I'm just going to be spoiling and this. Yeah, yeah, no, no, let's get back on track. We are very much derailing ourselves Let, today. One thing before before mm -hmm. we do get back on track. It's funny you say that about her 
being an action woman because literally the first and last time I watched her was in Sword and Flower in 2013 where she was a bit of an action hero. I was thinking of Sword and Flower and I feel like if that drama hadn't flopped so hard in the ratings, her performance was so incredible that she would have had an action career. Probably in film because at that time that's where you could do that. Um, I was sad for her that it kind of flopped ratings wise. It was difficult to watch that show was. It was horribly directed. I mean, in my opinion, other people might disagree. I just, I remember I rage quit the show because it was just, it was taking ponderously, gravidly long over like single shots. Mm. And I was just like, can you move on? Yeah, it was one of those where the premise didn't, the execution didn't live up to the premise. Mm. Yeah. I just want to mention because I haven't started watching this drama yet, but I absolutely plan on. Um, so you guys know that after all, uh, Chronicle had its Chronicles have had its last final part airing this time with like grown up versions of its main characters, right? And yeah, the grown up versions, <laughs> yes, Ejunki and Kimogbin. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to going in and watching it. Um, I, I want to now, now that I have watched Love to Hate You, and I really love her. I haven't really noticed her in anything before. Now I'm eager to go back and watch Ultra Chronicles Part 3 um, and see her in it. So, Oh, oh, sorry. You know what, guys? I totally forgot that she played the main lead in The Villainess, which like was totally an action <gasps> movie that oh centered my on God, her. She... So I take Wait. back what I said before. She is an amazing action heroine. She was, she was, she was she, the main yeah. lead of Villainess. I loved yes. The Villainess. How yeah. did I not? <laughs> I know. I completely forgot about that. No, sorry, no, no, no. While I was watching Love to Hate You, I did look it up and I did know that she was the leader of the villainess, but this is how my brain works. It completely <laughs> fell out of my brain after that. And I am again, like I'm, I'm rediscovering the information like half a year later. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Yeah, she was. She was amazing in the villainess. I bet our it, listeners it was... were like yelling at us like, what about the villainess? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Yes. We, yes. She was. Yeah, she is amazing. She did great in that. Okay. And the next award is for when time travel helped give us the best ending. And by quite a wide margin, this is won by Twinkling Watermelon. Watermelon. Yay! Yay. Definitely agree. made Com- them the happiest. Yeah. Yeah. Although this uh, the runner-up deserves a shout-out as well, which was Perfect Marriage Revenge. I think both of those shows gave their people, all their people, the best endings. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Unlike if you watch like the the uh, grandfathers of this trend, which were Reborn Rich, but before that, um, Again My Life, uh, both of which had uh, endings yeah. which were just confounding. <laughs> <laughs> Reborn Rich went in this weird circular kind of infinity loop where you kind of... It was not very satisfying. It was slightly satisfying but it was also it made sense but it mm. was not exactly like it, uh, you could reason it, it you could reason it out i could understand the ending but yeah. you know where you have to like be like yes and therefore this is the reason i understand the ending no that's a bad ending <laughs> you're making me think too much i also feel yeah. like that drama had so many like mind-blowing moments earlier on in its yeah. run that like this yeah. com- just fine ending which wasn't like horrible or anything but it was just just fine we were just like oh that kind of ended with a little bit of a whimper you know like yeah Yeah. great great drama because you started that circle with him getting a bullet in his head (laughs) how do you yeah yeah 
Anyway. To walk that back was just not... So we not just time traveled back to last year. And right. <laughs> we just had a little bit of a time travel to 2022, Zero and the Act. Now we're back in 2023. I mean, you, you got to give these people their flowers because they really did jumpstart this trend, so to Yeah, speak. that's yes, definitely true. true. Yeah. All right. The next one is a revenge that you would help plot. And the runaway winner with this was Perfect Marriage Revenge. Yay! Yeah, totally yeah. agree. <laughs> How, however, I do think there's a bit of recency effect here because Perfect Marriage Revenge was amazing. A well-plotted revenge it was not. Um, good that point. was my glory. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need to help plot it, Barba. I think this is also, I feel like this question, this award could also be interpreted two ways. One is... The revenge is really well plotted, which in which case, yeah, like the glory is definitely the winner there. But I think it was just like the revenge that you want the most or that mm -hmm. you support the most. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people in the glory were also very evil. Um, but like the villains in Perfect Marriage Revenge, like really deserved to have revenge plotted against. <laughs> yeah. Them. And I would definitely be on that team with uh, Iju and uh, Doguk, you know, who, who doesn't want to be on their team? Although I do think that the dads got off easy in that show. Oh, very easy. Oh my god, they were just completely let yeah. off Scott free. Ah, man, dads have it yeah. easier. You you just neglected me for the first like 30 years of my life. That's okay. You you get a pass. <sighs> yeah. The next one is a saguk, which is historical. You wouldn't mind dropping into. And the winner is Alchemy of Souls, Light and Shadow. Which I can well believe. This was like a very low-stress saguk. Nothing much happened. Everybody was very pretty. They didn't even bother with like too many <laughs> fights and stuff. I it, feel like it this is a just... damning with faint praise thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound this... all that exciting <laughs> to watch. <laughs> Listen, the people who loved it, they loved it for the romance and not for, you know, any sagukness of it or because it was just so well-written. The second part, I mean. The first part was a completely different creature. I feel like we're dissing the voters. Voters, <laughs> your choices are valid and I will shut up now. <laughs> Barma has a lot of feelings about Alchemy of Souls. <laughs> Listen, that drama single-handedly stopped my YouTube career, okay? Like, I did a video essay on that thing and then I was like, I'm going to do one for part two and then I watched part two and my soul left my body and I just didn't want to make videos anymore. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I reached 500 subscribers, so I might start again. <laughs> you should. Okay. You have restarted. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have. But like, I'm, I am like just being very. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the next. Oh, sorry. The runner up to this one, which I honestly want to mention because this drama did not get any love this year, but it should have, is The Matchmakers. This is the Roan drama that should have gotten attention instead of Destined with you. Roan was good here. He was so... He was he was good. He was trying something different. He plays a widower, a scholar who was, you know, basically ordered to get married to a princess who had a crush on him. And he didn't want to marry her because... He was like, I want to be a scholar and then be like part of the governance and I can't be that if I, I'm a consort prince. 
and he's forced to marry her anyway and then like within 5 seconds mid vows she dies oh my so, god <laughs> he's he now can't take on a government job oh and no. he doesn't have a wife and, oh and no. he can't get remarried right exactly so yeah, it's stuck oh no. and then 8 years later our story begins i love this drama so much like just beginning to end so good if i hadn't finished this drama so late and also it was still airing until i think last week um i this would have made it into my top 10 it was just so good <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i'm this was kind of one of the ones i was like going to watch this going to watch this and then i got so busy and i like totally forgot about it but like i'm planning to get back to this at some point because it sounds delightful it was and also it's trying out a period of um history which is not often used for like more you know not i wouldn't say cheerful but like um most slice of lifey fusion dramas this is not the period that they usually use so the dresses are different it's colorful it's like the nice. the rules are different and because they have a, a kind of like a what do you call those episodal um format so it's it's like a case by case thing mm. it it's really nice they get to explore very different kinds of um professions and different kinds of people i i really like it it was, yeah. it was really nice yeah i also just nice love a saga that is not about the royal family and it's just about people living I mean, their lives bit, it's a bit about royal oh, family oh is it okay well <laughs> that's how it's but it does have a lot of people living their lives yes. in the in yes. that period yes. just a lot mm. yeah that's what i like and their entire cast is all, honestly really great um really just Just if you it just try it out, just try out a few episodes. I think you guys would like it. It's it's very sweet and relaxing and just yeah. You mentioned that Rowan is the male lead, but who was the actress? Oh yes, absolutely worth mentioning. Um, she was also the uh one of the main leads of last year's um this really great zombie drama that happened. Wait, uh, all of us are dead. She she was the main lead there. Jo Yi Hyun. Nice. I don't know who that is. I've seen her in like side schools. You've like, seen her, yeah, yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, she played the heroine in School 2021, which I dropped mm. after one episode. But she was also one of the, you know, that brother and sister intern pair in Hospital Playlist. Yeah, the really yeah. cute, uh, the ones. twins, <laughs> the twins. Yeah, she was one of the twins. Okay, next up is the award for the sequel that lived up to its previous season or seasons. Runaway winner. is DP season 2. I just started watching DP season 1. I don't know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, I don't I, I have no idea how to solve that. Did is. you watch DP season 2? I watched season 1, not 2. Yeah. Yeah, so we we talked about DP season 1 la- last year, I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah um, last it was year. amazing. I did not get a chance to watch season 2. I also knew it would be heavy, so I like waited. <laughs> Um, because even though it's short, I knew it would be heavy, but I'm like not surprised at all that this one, because DP season one was so incredibly good. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really happy that, uh, the votes say that this lived up to the first season because the first season felt so self-contained. I wasn't very sure it needed a season two. Um, and when it did come out, there wasn't a lot of buzz around it. So I wasn't really sure if it had lived up to it. But our listeners think that it had, so now I can trust it enough to actually start <laughs> watching it. Uh, I do want to mention the second runner-up because the uh, numbers are really close, and it's Alchemy of Souls, Light and Shadow. And I will not comment because I have decided not to be 
and asks about this. <laughs> we are respecting the listeners' votes here. Yes. No, but you know what? I, I will give you, like, as a standalone, if uh, Light and Shadow had not been a follow-up to the first part, if it had just been a standalone drama, I promise you I would have been with you. I would have loved this drama as it is if it if this had been the entire story. If these two characters had met and fallen in love, that would have been fine. It's just that Naksu in the first part was not, and I'm not talking about the actor, I'm just talking about the character. Naksu in the first part was not in any way, shape or form Naksu in part two. So he basically fell in love with a totally different person in part two, which I didn't, I was not, I, this, listen, I, I did not sign up for that. I wanted him to fall in love with the same person, but you switched out the character completely. I am not convinced that the outer shell being pretty is enough. For me, it wasn't. I said I'm not going to be an ass about this. God damn it, guys. <laughs> Shut me up. I mean, I'm not being an ass. I think they're both entertaining. Uh, <laughs> okay. The next one is the Sight for Sore Eyes Award. So a, an actor that we really missed seeing in Drama Land. Um, and the winner of this one was Han Hyoju in Moving, which I absolutely agree Indisputable. with. Indisputable. Yes. Yeah. By a large margin. Completely. And the runners-up were uh, in second place Park Boyoung in Daily Dose and Sunshine, who I have missed, and she was wonderful in this. And after her was Jun Doyeon from Crash Course in Romance. Yay! I really have missed Park Boyoung so so much. I always um, miss her. <laughs> yeah, of course. But you know, it's like Doom at Your Service was so great. I mean, she was so great in it. And aside from like the pacing issues and the dialogue issues. <laughs> which I know was enough to break everybody else's spirit but I, I soldiered on I really love that drama I loved Park Boyong in it but somehow the two years in between felt like a long time like that I haven't seen it her. was, it a, was a long time and I, I mean I didn't finish Doom and I also didn't I felt unsatisfied by it like I didn't feel like I got my fill with, of her or Songbook mm. for that matter and so like seeing her in Do Daily Dose of Sunshine which like I haven't mentioned but I wish that I had Thought to mention it, but like it was a really good drama. It wasn't like, you know, runaway top favorite of the year, but it was just like um, if you go to our Twitter, there's um, a user called um, at Dahiverse that makes like mm, that made really this, nice edit. They made this really nice edit of this show and it just like encapsulates the feeling of the show, which like is about a lot of tough stuff in life, but it's also very warm and very beautiful. And it's a lot about how people heal and get over things and love each other and accept that life isn't perfect and you're not perfect and it's all a journey and um it was it was lovely and it and she was really good in it it's also really nice to have park boyong not be the expert uh, going into like she's the character who's the watson she's the straight person she's a straight man who walks in and starts learning about this new world and it's it's so because on the one hand they're dumbing down certain concepts but on the other hand, because she's also discovering certain aspects of her own mental health journey, it's it's really nice. It was it was beautifully done. And Park Boyang was just absolutely perfectly yes. cast. Yeah. And I mean, I know that Yanujin didn't like get a bunch of votes, but like I haven't seen him forever. Mm. And he mm. was delightful as this like goofy male lead who is completely smitten by her and is like secretly amazingly competent. You know those like really goofy, wacky characters that are like, you're a fool. And then like secretly yeah. they're just like, they just rise to the occasion when yeah. they need to. And you're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Handsomeness went up 200%. He was just completely like unexpected. 
it it was also one of the three uh, different dramas uh, that um uh Jang Dong-hyun Jang Dong-hyun yeah Jang Dong-hyun uh was in this yeah and he's he's done a lot he's uh, currently in this drama called uh, like Flowers in Sand which is great mm. I just started it really like it um but yeah it's he's been in a lot this year he's been in my mad so, like Cupid did like, not recognize him for like three episodes <laughs> because he looked so different in this he also did a great job um, he know. always does a great job. I'm the Jung Dong Yoon fanboy here. Yes, you are. Fan yeah. <laughs> oh, he was also in Oasis. Wow, he's he has like four credits this year, and in like three of them, he's the main main lead. <laughs> and I mean, wow. even in Daily Dose of Sunshine, he's kind of the main lead. But yeah. no, he's a second lead in that. Yeah, but you know, like part of. But the he's main a cast, di- he's a big part of the yeah, yeah, yeah in the main cast. Yeah. And I wonder if part of that is to do with, you know, there was that drama that he was in a couple of years ago that was cancelled, like, in the first episode. Yes, Josh and Exorcist. Right. So it kind of, I guess... It's it's possible that it, yeah. maybe his other project stalled or, like, maybe he was dropped from them. We don't know. This is all speculation. Uh, but, yeah, it is kind of weird that he has this many dramas in one year. <laughs> But I think the more that you have to pad between, you know, that w- disreputable drama versus all your future projects, it sort of maybe he's working extra hard now just to mm. sort of scrub that from his history. Yeah, absolutely. If possible. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just speculating. Yeah, but yeah. That, that would make sense for what okay. he's working yeah. so hard right now. Yeah. All right. Next one. The next one should really have been an ISIS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah question. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. Most misleading synopsis. Um, Castaway Diva. That's it. That's the answer. That was your only option. So it was kind of a a joke question. Um, But that was where all of my anger went after watching this drama. So, well, I mean, 76 people out of 105 agreed. So I feel like that, you know, we we were speaking for the people. (laughs) Yeah, I... Listen, every year, not every year, but every so often, we have a year where we have a drama which becomes our personal nemesis for this year. <laughs> Anissa chose Castaway <laughs> Yeah, I know yours was uh, Destined With You. Um, actually, or actually, you know, Bora my, my, Deborah. Yeah, 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 that's the one. I, I didn't, I, I, I know I had the option to create um an award to especially this Bora Deborah, but I was just so exhausted. Like I, I did like what a three-hour podcast episode explaining yeah. in detail <laughs> my very complicated. Yeah. Y- y'all can go back and listen to that rant. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I don't think I should allow this to like take over my soul anymore. <laughs> did you have an emesis this year, Saya, in terms of dramas? I didn't think so. I just didn't have the like. I didn't have the uh, tenacity to stick through to something that was that bad beyond, you know. It was hard enough to stick with the ones that I wanted to watch. Saya is so good-natured and, like, forgiving. Also, I feel like me and Quorum are the ones that are always, like, coming on here and having these, like, really impassioned, angry Oh, no, rants. that's not true. I just think we might, like, be impassioned and angry about different things, which is why it seems like I'm relaxed. But, like, you is know, it? have you heard me talk about um, the... You say young drama. Oh, oh. no, but even, then, but even but even that, I feel like your your level of anger is just yeah, so so like refined and restrained. No, but that's healthy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I aspire to that is what I'm oh, saying. That's interesting. I thought I just completely so I lost like, my mind. This is fiction. <laughs> I think I think it's okay to not completely invest all of my soul in fiction. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're like shaking our fists. That's 100% <laughs> not true. Fiction is where I lose my mind entirely. Well, yeah, <sighs> that's yeah. I think yeah. we're all in that boat. <laughs> I think the the right way to put it is that Saya will absolutely allow her, herself to go into fiction and lose her mind, but she'll not allow that messiness to come into her soul, which is, I think, a healthy boundary to have. I think that you think I'm better than I am. Really? I <laughs> because that's simply not true. <laughs> okay, op- optimistically, hopefully that is that is well. <laughs> All right, Parma, I think you should introduce this next uh, category because it's your brainchild and I love it. Um, all right. So, guys, those who are wild Pokemons, which I know some of the questions were a bit imperfect. We are going to work on that next year. But we also wanted you guys to send us your wild Gogumas in, which you did. Um, a few caveats before we start uh, reading these out. Um, number one is that we included dramas that began airing on December 1st, 2022, um, up till November 30th, 2023. So if those dramas aired in that period and you gave it an award, we are, we are reading those out. Also, we should have made this clear, <laughs> but we can't read out like multiple awards because then that's like way too many awards to read. So everybody gets one and we are reading out one of the awards that uh, you gave out if you sent in multiple uh, award categories. Okay, so let us start. So our first award was sent in by Wu, and this is for the most annoying lead, and they award it to John Doyon in Crash Course in Romance. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we, we, we will not agree or disagree. This is your this award. Is and, yeah, this is not our space. Yeah, this is not our space. space. Remove yeah. ourselves from here because this is your wild Gogumon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The next one is from Andrew, who gave the everything but the kitchen sink slash trope award to Destin with you. Um, and they said, by the end, I think the goal of the drama was to try and add every trope <laughs> possible. I just said we can't agree or disagree, but I so hard agree. <laughs> uh, the next one is from Ashley. And um, this is the Perfect Managed Revenge Deserves the Best Hugs Award. <laughs> um, I'm going to read out the rest of a comment uh, quickly. I don't know why K-dramas normally do those weird leaving space for Jesus hugs <laughs> where one person is just standing there awkwardly with their hands at their sides. But the hugs in this show look like how people really hug. It's a small thing, but it's one of the many ways the drama felt real. That's what makes the premise and all the murder attempts work. <laughs> After a long day of sparring with her murderous stepmom, Iju can hug her fake slash now becoming real husband and recharge for another day of shenanigans. <laughs> yes. Beautifully defended. Do you, do you guys know what leaving space for Jesus is? Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's just an American not thing. We so say I, here, yeah. Okay. But it's very funny. What, like every time I hear it, it's just it makes me crack up. Yeah. It's very um six. It's like very middle school dance kind of. You know. Um. Okay. The next award is from Sharanya, and it is for the biggest heartbreak drama going to. Heartbeat. Mm, I understand yes. why this award is yeah. given now. <laughs> yeah. The next one is from Tori. So this was the best friendship award for movings Jang Juwon and Kim Dushik. Juwon is played by Yu Song Young and Kim Dushik was played by Joan Sung. Yeah. The two dads. Yeah, the two dads. 
Um, and Tori says, I love the reunions between Dushik and his family, but I really wanted to see him back with Juwan, comparing parenting notes at the end. Mm. Ugh, the feelings. I haven't got here yet because, you know, this drama is too good and I had to stop watching it because it was so good. But I'm very like, this is what I've been looking forward to for so long. Same. The next award is from Lorna. And it is the Best Romance Among Adults Award, which goes to Love to Hate You. I agree. The drama, I, okay, <laughs> you know, we're throwing out the not agree, disagree <laughs> thing for now. We will just either agree or shut up. <laughs> okay. And um, I agree about Love to Hate You because it did feel like, you know, adults having a romance. They had conversations that adults would have. The romance felt like one that adults would have. And... Yeah, in every way, like in every aspect of the relationship. So, yes, good award. Our next award is from Mary for the best drama in the category of gut-wrenching romantic suspense. And the winner is The Interest of Love. And Mary says, This drama was confusing and strange and it hurt to watch it a lot of the time, but I could not stop watching it, all caps. Mm. I feel you. Yeah, I feel that. Although I did not watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel it. Yeah, yeah. The next one is from Catherine. Um, It's the most iconic scene award. And Catherine says, Yura eating the paternity test results in perfect marriage revenge. A plus, no notes. (laughs) No notes. I have nothing to add to that, Catherine. (laughs) Except I want to know if anybody else ever found out because they never make it clear. Clearly not. She ate them. <laughs> like, well, I guess that's except true. the father, the actual. Yeah. Okay. After that, we have an award from Soflower, which is the Pleasant Surprise Award, and that is Unlock the Boss. Now, this is a drama that is definitely on my plan to watch list, and I, it, it's it's getting like that slow growing buzz of more mm-hmm. people discovering it and finding that it's actually kind of good. So, yeah. Yeah. The next award is from T Rex. Great name, T as in T E A. I like it is for the best office drama going to race. None of us watched Ooh. that, right? I don't think yeah, we did. Yeah. That. We, mm-hmm. we didn't actually hear much about this drama at all. Like, uh, it's on our list of, you know, eligible dramas, but that's all I know about it. Honestly. I actually did hear about this before it came out, but I was. it looked so much like a straightforward work drama. And I was just like, I only You're living that life already. days a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> <laughs> to watch this. Uh, it looked like it had a good cast. Yeah. Yeah, didn't it have, um, what's her name? Um, you know, your favorite, Anissa. Or did I make that up? Let me check. Because <laughs> I remember thinking that the cast was cool, but I didn't watch it. I think I made it up. <laughs> um, it had, it had uh, Ian, Ian in it. Yeah. yeah. Ian Yee and Hong Jonghyun. Oh, oh wow. I haven't seen him for a long time. Mm. Mm. Okay, but it's good to know that it was good because mm-hmm. none of us watched it. But maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. That's the take-home message. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, the next one is from Kathleen, who gave an award to Lee Sang-yeob for best typecast villain to romantic lead in My Lovely Boxer. That's what? so good to hear. <laughs> that is I, so good to I've hear. I've been yeah. seeing in like some year-end reviews that he was like an amazing, that he had an amazing arc in that drama and that it really worked. And so now I'm like really interested to watch it you know so th- this is really nice this is this is the reason i love the this category so much because you start hearing about dramas that you had completely overlooked mm-hmm. and i completely overlooked my lovely boxer which has a cast i like yeah but you know whose premise didn't immediately grab me and i i already watched something close to 60 dramas this year so 
I, you know, if I miss something, I'm sorry, but it's, I need these kind of categories to come up to like point out um, dramas like Unlock the Boss, Race, and My Lovely Boxer. So yes, I, I like this. And it's only um, 12 episodes, so it's not a hard watch if you did want to just drop in. It's a K-drama 12 episode, which is still like... 12 hours. Does that mean like every episode is an hour and 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Next is Jesse. And the award for best who needs romance <laughs> goes to Tale of the Nine Tailed, nineteen thirty-eight. She says this as a big fan of romance. Yes, I have watched enough of this drama to completely be in your corner. Seriously, who needs romance? I barely miss Joboa. Like nobody did. We we kind of <laughs> pretended she existed in the drama, <laughs> but um. Yeah, they clearly were like, we don't need to pay um, Jobo for, for uh, an appearance in this one because it's all about the bromance and it was great. It was, I liked it. I didn't need like a solid script. The chemistry between the brothers was just enough. It was great. You're going to like Lena's one, Parma. The biggest waste of acting time. Cook ah. to Season of Deity. And <laughs> Lena says, I adore Kim Jong-hyun and was so looking forward to this drama. The plot was such a disappointment and a waste of his and the rest of the excellent cast's talent. I agree. Forma cosigns. Furiously and with heavy black pen. <laughs> I hard cosign. <laughs> so the next award is from Balavi, who gave us a few options but didn't choose a winner. So I was thinking we could choose a winner. Um, so the award is The Weirdest Situation... So I guess weirdest premise. So like the ones um, that they mentioned were reincarnation for the 20th time, which is see you in my 19th life, uh, which is spell of love against your mind, which is destined with you turn into a dog with a kiss, which is a good day to be a dog. Survive 15 years on a deserted island. Castaway Diva, not be at rest for 1500 years and still have no wisdom, which I don't know. <laughs> which, which one is that? that is. I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I'm kind um, of intrigued, to be honest. But what's our favorite weird situation drama? Weird premise. Ah, John into a dog with the case is still like the winner, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm with you on that. It's one. the most That's the weirdest. Yeah, and it's the weirdest, most weirdest, and the most watchable. Yeah, the others yeah. I feel like you might end up sort of like you know, um, bursting a blood vessel over, or twelve. <laughs> <laughs> the next award is from Christine and it is a gateway drama into K-pop-ish. And they gave this award to Min Hyun from My Lovely Liar. And they also added, not sure what the best name for the award is, but regardless of Min Hyun's performance, I was introduced to his musical talents and took more of a peek into K-pop than I had ever before as someone who is not at all familiar with the world of K-pop. Christine, and we feel you. <laughs> yes, many of us have also taken yeah. this journey. That is a pipeline. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Please listen to one of our more K-pop flavored episodes of this podcast, <laughs> where we go into much, much, much more detail. <laughs> the next award is from DM for the best Chehyanuk and goes to Twinkling Watermelon. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, uh, he was so good, man. This boy is going to go <laughs> yeah. places. I, I hope, like, you know, like one of those things where I don't want to give him Nazar because I just want him to not, like, just don't have anything, like, stupid happen around him because, you know, great potential. Mm. Hope he does well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Carefully wishing him the best possible. Because it just it makes you superstitious. The stuff that's been going around, like with with you know actors in, in the last couple of years, and it just it's like really stupid stuff that's been going around. It so is. that just makes yeah. you disappointed and fearful. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The next award is from Radhika, who said. Okay, so the name of the award is the Am I the Only One Who's Blind or is the World Collectively Hallucinating <laughs> Award to King the Land, which everyone was obsessed with, sans me. Okay. <laughs> I know, Radhika, you have um, a lot of people who agree with you. Please uh, reference above our uh, poll on, you know, most hated drama of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like I said, I understand. But this was definitely one of those dramas that people loved and people hated this year. Yeah, that's very true. The next one is from Shiawasi. And the award is the most ridiculous workplace romance. <laughs> Good day to be a dog. <laughs> it's a it, workplace I am, romance, it, isn't it? it, <laughs> I, it you don't even is have it? to. You wouldn't have guessed it. <laughs> I mean, yes. But also, it's not even the... Human turning to dog with a kiss and back with a kiss um, premise. It's it's what the drama itself references. What high school has this many good looking teachers? <laughs> that is just <laughs> completely ridiculous. Yeah. So completely justified. Uh, also, like all of the work stuff is so weird. Like all of the things that they have to do at work and the way that the teachers interact with each other. You're like, this is so strange. <laughs> anyway. It's like a K-drama, practically. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's practically a K-drama, you would think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Our next award is from Egats. Hi, Egats. And her award is the most head-scratching, maybe even creepiest childhood romantic connection. And she gives it to See You in My 19th Life. And she says, it made no sense. And maybe they explained it after I dropped it. But I doubt it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of get where they're coming from. Um, because of the way the drama showed the childhood connection, it was, they made it weird. I, I, it wasn't weird in the webtoon, guys, if it's any, <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if you're at all inclined to go and read the webtoon, but okay. Uh, next one is from S.A., who gave the award to Bora Deborah for the drama with the most unlikable characters. All of them. All of them are unlikable. <laughs> Essay is clearly uh, in your camp, Forma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love Yoina, and she almost saved Bora, but it, she was no match for the writer's, I don't know, dislike for her own characters. <laughs> I also appreciate that Essay made like a, t like a two meaning award. So it, it's like the drama with the most unlikable characters, but also the most unlikable characters, which <laughs> yeah. I feel like. Oh, yes. Both? Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch well the drama, done. but that's the sense I'm getting. Quantity so. and quality. Yeah. <laughs> we, we love a double meaning around here. So, Ooh. A+. Plus. Uh, Afrin has the next award, which they are calling Sleeping on the Highway Award, which goes to a time called you for ruining the most precious moments and being too flashy and romance-centered when they could have just improvised the script a little bit and the acting. I mean, yes, we did a whole episode <laughs> called Please Go Watch the Original instead of A Time Called You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Original, which is someday or one day. Yeah. The next award is given by Robin. Um, 
It's called the Do-Over Award, which means that in the, the actor's 2023 drama, bittersweet scenes from their previous drama were reworked to sweet versions, and they give this award to King the Land. So many King the Land scenes seem to be happy ending reworkings of iconic Ijinho red sleeve scenes. Interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting award. I, I do wish that included an example of a scene because I can't think of a... In my head, the red sleeve and King the Land are so different. I can't even think of comparative scenes. Robin, email us. <laughs> yeah, Robin. I want to hear from, details. <laughs> like, aside from, because I can't think of specific scenes, but, oh, oh, because, again, because, you know, that this, this award is intriguing. I, okay, one, um, consensual kiss. There are comparative scenes. King the Sleeve has one that is King the Sleeve? King <laughs> the Sleeve. Just into one drama. <laughs> Oh Sorry. Uh, Red Sleeve <laughs> definitely has one where, you know, the man's desire is emphasized and the story is fully in the woman's corner, but it's showing how um, a man who thinks he has waited enough feels entitled. Whereas with King the Land, you had the same actor playing a vastly different character who always, always puts... Uh, the woman's consent and is absolutely happy to wait until she's comfortable. It's just, yeah, I, I guess there were comparative scenes which could be set side by side and seen as exact opposites. But I, I do wish you had included an example. <laughs> I really want to know. Like, yes, email us, Robin. We want to know. <laughs> Quinn brings us the next award which is the Shiny Gem Award and gives it to Twinkling Watermelon Panchak Panchak. (laughs) Very, very well deserved. Mm -hmm. The next one is for Rachel and she gives Black Knight the awards for all set design slash vibes, no logical story, plot, characterization or world building. That's a lot of awards (laughs) for one drama. (laughs) Apparently it deserves all of them. (laughs) I think it's one award. It is one uh, award yeah. with many yeah. heads. <laughs> <laughs> All coming to bite off the Black Knight. Listen, if you <laughs> want to give multiple awards, do it like this. Just just put them <laughs> in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, well played, Thomas. Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> This also makes me feel better for skipping Kim Ubin in Black Knight because I did skip and yeah. I was like wondering if I should go back and watch it. But I'm, I feel no regrets now. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I think it's one of those dramas that was all flash, no, no story, sadly. I was looking mm. forward to it too. I, I started watching it because I was hankering for something a bit circlish and it felt like it might be in that realm. Um, but I didn't enjoy the first 15 minutes, which is all I watched. <laughs> um, and yeah, I kind of dropped it. But now, yes, Rachel, you make me feel better about it because I, I at least will not feel that it was an undeserved drop. Our next award is from Sandy for the most misunderstood drama characters. And this award goes to The Interest of Love. Hmm. This is a good one, actually, because I feel like there was a lot of... I mean, if I'm understanding the award correctly, Sandy, there were a lot of viewers who were, I think, expecting something different from this drama or who were looking for something other than what it was and who did not like it for that reason. Um. And I feel like there was a camp that were like really on board where with, with where the drama wanted to go. And there was another camp that was like, where's my sweet romance drama? 
with um, these two actors that I did not want this. Um, so, yeah, I'm on board with this award. The next one is from Arvis. Hey, Arvis! Hey, Arvis! <laughs> <laughs> um, and the award is Most Impressive Acting That Nobody Noticed. <laughs> and it goes to Johan Chul from Steeler, The Treasure Keeper. Which is a drama I, I did miss out on this year, but it has like a really interesting um, little story, which... Wait, let me see that. That was a very patronizing tone. Sorry. It's <laughs> an interesting Sorry. little story. It's like, I handed in my homework and my teacher didn't want to so, say yeah, anything so bad about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's an interesting little drama you have there. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't talk like that. Well, you know, I actually, Steeler is a drama I actually did start and I wanted to watch. I think it started in just before Ramadan and that's why I ended up not um, finishing it. But like it's Juwan's return to Dramaland after a long time. Mm. So uh, Johan Chul is this actor who like, you know, you know him. You Even if you don't know his name, when you see him, you know him. He's a face that is always somewhere. And he's always doing very different characters. And he has that iconic whiny voice that yes! is just, just like yes! so expressive. Whether he's being <laughs> a villain yeah. or a, you know, a side character that's on the good side. He, like you, he he's is just, the no no, he is the happy I mean like the nicest but well, also unless, unless he's anyway. a psychopathic. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He is the nicest Joshan King <laughs> in the Matchmakers. Oh, is he in that? Oh, does he play the king? Oh, <laughs> yeah. interesting. But he's like, doesn't matter how small the part is, he always outshines pretty much everybody else in the scene with him, which is just, yeah. yeah. I love him. You know, the first time I ever noticed him was in um, High School King of Savvy, where he plays yeah. that executive uh, assistant or whatever, like the executive director that's like, this is like the only one that knows Soengook's playing his older brother at work. Oh, and he's just guy. A, like every day yeah. about to have a nervous breakdown because he's like, what is happening? This is the worst idea ever. Oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. What's going to, and it's just like, I don't know, I was like, oh, this, this guy. He's so good at almost having nervous breakdowns. Yes, yeah, he's so entertaining yeah. to watch. Yeah. yeah. The next award is from Nan for the most drama cliches used in record time, in my honest opinion, in the best, most entertaining ways. And the award goes to My Demon. And Nan says, I'm only six episodes in and there's been competing surprise proposals. Um, <laughs> a best friend slash almost brother confession of love, a shower scene complete with male lead abs galore, our heroine trips and needs catching, excessive wrist grabs. There is a reason for that, though. <laughs> Editor's note. <laughs> Hero saves heroine, followed by a slow drumbeat of backpack backpats as he soothes her on the landing. An umbrella scene, a kiss, and of course holding hands under the table at the requisite team dinner scene. I'm sure I missed some and equally sure there will be more to come. Just waiting for the piggyback ride. <laughs> which, who's going to tell them? <laughs> which, which comes in like the very the next, next episode. episode. <laughs> spoilers, 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 spoilers. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, these are all like romance drama tropes that we kind of know are coming. It's just funny that they came in such quick succession. So thick and fast, you yeah. know. And as Nan yeah. says, in the most entertaining ways. That's true. <laughs> nice. I'm looking forward to it. The next one is from MB who gave Bloodhounds the Best Bromance Award, 
well deserved well deserved yes i agree <laughs> i didn't watch that but i heard it was very bromancy i didn't but i'm writing it down <laughs> i i wasn't sure i was going to keep watching it because it starts pretty dark um but once the bromance is introduced yes it's a it's it's good the bromance definitely makes the drama worth it nice uh the next award is from ramzi and it is the drama featuring the largest bpl <laughs> to plot ratio <laughs> and it goes to king the land yes nice. i mean claps <laughs> yes <laughs> very well done <laughs> the next award is from rose for the drama that suffered the most from network interference and it goes to my dearest yay <laughs> for example it was supposed to be 30 episodes originally and it was split into two parts crazy last minute shooting schedule last minute extension which likely changed the ending and the inclusion of some crazy 90s tropes, closely followed by Song of the Bandits and A Good Day to Be a Dog. Oh, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, mm. I, I agree. I do still think that the drama to suffer the most was A Good Day to Be a Dog because My Dearest didn't suffer at all in any way whatsoever. The reason for all of those network interference was because of how well My Dearest was doing and also how overly promoted My Dearest was by uh, the network. They were really invested in making it a success. But I agree, it had an unintentional um, extension and the last five episodes really showed the exhaustion of the script and everything else. <laughs> still, still a great drama, but I, I agree. The next award is from Dr. Chi. Hi, Dr. Chi. Um, and it is the best friends I want in real life category, which goes to the drama Work Later or Drink Now. You know, I haven't watched any of the dramas. Uh, I think this is a series, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I haven't watched any of the seasons, but uh, lately I have been uh, hearing good things about the friend of uh, the ensemble cast in these dramas. So I will probably check that out at some point. Um, the next one is from Jane who gives the best kiss in the rain award to King the Land. Yes. <laughs> Is King the Land sweeping the awards? <laughs> in good and bad I feel like people really. I feel like people really loved that romance, like that pairing. Yeah. I, I think they had excellent chemistry, honestly. It was one of those romances where just both the leads were just really good to each other. And they were like nice. They communicated a lot. And they had chemistry. It's just weirdly a rare combination. <laughs> The next award is from Elaine, and this is an award after my own heart, for the best enjoyment of food, especially bread. And this mm. goes to One Day Off. Can I also give this award to my cat, Boba? <laughs> <laughs> he always wants to eat, and he's like strangely in love with bread. If you can give it to Boba, I'm going to give it to BTS too. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we both gave it to our favorite boys. It's fine. <laughs> Never a true word yeah. was spoken. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, McClem gave the dreariest year for K-dramas in a while award to 2023. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't really argue personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't argue. It wasn't the best year. Yeah. It's like an exhausting year. It was really exhausting. A lot of dramas that probably shouldn't have... Um, had the most amount of noise around them did, which drowned out smaller efforts, which probably should have had more focus on them. And there was just the sheer volume of dramas and uh, just a general weird fuzziness around quality. I, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 
Sharon gives the next award. <laughs> and it is the best eye candy award, which ties Ejen Ho from King the Land with, uh, of course, Chowdy. <laughs> I like the of course in, in brackets. Good day there. to be a dog. <laughs> and yes, yes, to both boys. I, I, I wholeheartedly. <laughs> I think the makers of Welcome to Sam Delry also agree because there's a very explicit reference to Chowdy's good know, looks. I know, that I love it. I crack up every time. <laughs> so funny. That's so funny. Ah. The next award is from Reem for the best brain off binge. Switch your brain off and watch this. And it goes to Twinkling Watermelon. You know, can't argue. I loved it, but you did have to switch your brain off a bit. (laughs) You know, I read it a a little differently. Um, As in, like, you didn't have to, like, strain your brain with this one. Because, like, the story just carried you through all on feels. (laughs) This is also very accurate. <laughs> the next word comes from Gwen. And this word is called, do they actually love each other? Or is it just hypnotism and Stockholm syndrome, respectively? <laughs> Awarded to Destined with you after the potion? Question mark. Possibly is the only reason for Rowan to start being nice and legitimately stalking Jobwa, who eventually likes him because he won't leave her alone and he's pretty. <laughs> nice. slow clap (laughs) yeah yeah mic drop what can we even add to that there's there's nothing that we can add to that Uh, the award says that drama was exhausting and i haven't even finished it the next award is from charlotte and it is the most horrifyingly disgusting deaths and it goes to night has come i wasn't going to pick up this drama but now i know not even to think about (laughs) picking up this drama (laughs) And you have a high gore tolerance. I actually do. I enjoy gore, but, you know, I mean, not horrifyingly disgusting <laughs> gore. Yeah, that doesn't sound appealing anyway. Though that starts to make me question, why do I find gore <laughs> appealing at all? The next award is from Jennifer for the best portrayal of someone playing a musical instrument. And this goes to Chehyanuk in Twinkling Watermelon. Where he is the rock star, we the rock star dad we all want. Completely. Well, okay, completely that sounded agree. really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a rock star. I didn't mean it that way. We, we, we wish our dads were not going to shut up. Yes, that's what <laughs> that's, I mean. Okay. okay. <laughs> How about if I went back to meet my teenage dad, I would want him to be that cool. Yeah, or that uncool, <laughs> but like kind of sweet. Exactly. Exactly. The next one comes from Marie, and it goes to Our Blooming Youth for the biggest waste of tension and couple chemistry. Ah, uh, I mean, we we have like a split um, yeah. consensus here. <laughs> like there there are the people who just want it, it to have more like overt romance, and then there are the people like me who just like. Oh, the longing. Yeah, but also me, I just wish there was no couple chemistry. I really just wanted them to be like, you know, I wanted this to be a buddy cop drama. I just wanted it. Yes, it's true. That's also true. You really didn't need the romance if it was just a really good mystery. Investigation partners. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Please listen to our episode on Our Blooming You, the spoiled yak one, because we go like (laughs) extensively into what we wish the ending was. (laughs) Yes. The next award, <laughs> I love this. The next award is from Nancy, and it is the best <laughs> eyeliner award, which goes to Jinmo from Alchemy of Souls. Yes, 
best guideline of, <laughs> of evil. So good. Like the moment you saw his character with eyeliner and eyeshadow, that dark, you knew that he was a horrible person. <laughs> the next award is from Mazu for Perfect Marriage Revenge, which deserves a Most Healthiest Relationship Award for Sodoguk and Haniju. Yes. 100%. Completely mm-hmm. agree. For all of the reasons we went into before. <laughs> yes, yes. In At our length. spoiler review. <laughs> and in the last two episodes. Yeah, that, we've just been talking about it constantly. Sorry, y'all. Uh, the next award was written by Quincy, who gives perfect first episode that the rest of the drama didn't live up to, to Castaway Diva. Yes. Hi, Quincy. And also, I 100% agree. That episode was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, mm. it was. That that episode was a complete drama in and of itself from the beginning to the end. Like the mm-hmm. the arc of the kids and finally, you know, the, the girl running away from her father. What happens with that? It's, it's an entire story. It feels like somebody else wrote it and then yes. somebody else came up. And was like, I will write everything from episode two onwards. And I wish they hadn't. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's a really good point. I, I will, And I will say, like, if you somehow missed watching Castaway Diva this year, which I feel like everyone watched it. But if you didn't, just watch episode one and assume that that's a movie. Yeah, actually. And move on with your life. <laughs> it's actually a really good movie. Cinematographically, it was just... It was gorgeous. The it was, there is this one yeah. moment when this girl is sitting in the ship and the dad she's running away from... I mean, you look up, the camera looks up and he's just looming over her. And it was just, it was, it was beautifully shot. I was, at that moment has just like imprinted itself in my head. Um, and never did we get another moment like that throughout the drama. Such a disappointment. Okay, the next award is from Han. And they give the second main lead syndrome that may drive me to write fan fiction award <laughs> <laughs> to Castaway Diva. Yeah. It's it's Park Hyeryeong's thing now to just like give us um a bit of second lead syndrome. And actually it's not so much a second lead syndrome, but like the misleading pairing thing that oh, she does that she and did not get his props. Yeah. Yeah. But which which was really messed up in startup because I I mean they, yeah, anyway, that's that's a whole essay <laughs> that we have also <laughs> gone into before. Um, but yes, I agree with this one. Mm. Yeah, this, uh, so this was um, the brother of the male lead, basically, who was played by N, right? Cha um, a.k.a. Vix's N. Cha a.k.a. Vix's N, yeah. And uh, he was definitely my favorite character from the beginning to the end. The only character, mm-hmm. one of the few characters that was actually like talking sense from episode one, or I guess episode two when he showed up <laughs> yeah. to the end. Um, the next award is from R, and it is a Sugar Rush Cutest Love Story Award. And it goes to Love Class Season 2, which is like a mini series, like a six episode. I, I haven't watched this yet, but I will look into it if it's that cute a love story. And the next award is from Chris. For the K-drama moment that told me everything I needed to know about the characters. But there are two moments to illustrate this award. Number one is the shove at the end of episode two in Call It Love. And number two is the hoist at the end of episode three in Crash Course in Romance. I do not remember these, but I'm going to go and look them oh, up. Oh, the shove? Yes, I agree. That was a that was a great moment. That was like... This is I really like this award because it's like that it's like that moment where you like 
understand what the dynamic is going to be between these two people. Um, I don't remember the hoist either. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. But I definitely agree with the shove. No, no, hoist. Don't you remember when she runs like completely drunken and she runs towards him in the park? Absolutely not. Why would I, I don't actually. Really? I don't remember my own name half the time. She picks him up and does a twirl. And then they uh, both fall down. I'm saying ah, uh, but I don't actually <laughs> I will go and look it up. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch this. It sounds yeah. cute. But yeah, again, like Saya, I've completely Okay, forgotten. but 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 like the shove, which one is it? The one where Wooji, uh, uh, she protects Yeah, him? so they're sitting outside the convenience store, which is like an iconic convenience store of this drama, by yeah. the way. But they're sitting at the table. Yeah. And he basically like comes and talks to her and says sorry, you know, for firing her unjustly. Yeah. Um, and they have like this really sharp kind of back and forth where she's basically like laying everything out on the table. And then this guy comes, like some guy that he bully, did business with. Basically, who's, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like upset that something didn't go right. It's not really his fault, but he takes it out on um, the male lead. And he's like comes to like beat him up. And she just like pushes him to the ground. Right. Right. I remember this one. In his defense. Yeah. I loved it. Like, it was just so, so perfect. Yes. Absolutely. It was great. Really great moments. The next one comes from Mike. It is the award for the best way to gratuitously kill off high school students. <laughs> and it goes to duty after school, which I am not going to watch. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is the award? <laughs> Sorry. The award is the oh, best way okay. to gratuitously kill off high school students. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I watched parts of this drama and not I couldn't watch the entire thing. I just was not in the mental space. But I know what you mean. And yes, <laughs> Mike, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the final award that we have for you is from Kathy, who gives the worst diss for second male lead award to Dr. Cha. And um, I'm pretty sure she's talking about Roy Kim, uh, yeah, who was played yeah. by... Hashtag <laughs> justice for Dr. Roy. Who <laughs> <laughs> was played by Agta Minwoo Hyuk. And he was just unjustly, I mean, sidelined. It was... It, it was odd. <laughs> and it was, yeah, because I, I was fine with him not ending up being uh, OTB. But um, you can't even stay friends. What what does that mean? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Also, like, he was the best. Well, not the best, but he was one of her, like, main supports throughout the entire drama. And at the end, it's just like, oh, well, that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, get rid of him. Yeah. No, I agree, Kathy. Pretty sad. Pretty disappointing. You know what's not disappointing? <laughs> that we got so many cool responses to this and it's so creative and so interesting and it's expanded our watch lists by way too many dramas. And thank you so much for your participation. This is what makes it exciting. Yeah. And if you put in multiple entries, like couldn't read all of them, but we enjoyed them, we laughed, we empathized, we enjoyed all Rented. of them. Yes. <laughs> what's the verb for pea shooting? We pea shot? shot peas <laughs> i don't know, I don't no know what idea. that means <laughs> we enjoyed the pea shooting <laughs> you know when you put a pea in a straw you like oh it's just basically like taking shot little shots oh oh just okay. in a petty way are you thinking of yeah, pot shot? Like, no 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 do you guys you, not no, say no, pea I, shooting I know, we don't say it but i know exactly what it is like uh. we do the thing but it's not used as a, a I, yeah i haven't heard a, that used as an expression, expression before yeah. oh interesting yeah. Well, I guess I've discovered a new Britishism. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. I feel sorry for whoever's editing this episode. It's me. That's it. Oh, sorry, Kavita. <laughs> okay. So now for the most exciting part of this episode, we want to recognize our amazing and beloved P. 
patrons for supporting us all this last year and some of you for many years before that. Yeah. So if you are a patron, whether you've been with us for a short time or a long time, we absolutely love and appreciate you. And we couldn't make this without you. So thank you so, 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 so much. Yeah. Yeah. We've been a little better this year, I think, about like having extras on Patreon, which like in previous years was a lot more aspirational and like sort of, you know, all it was non-existent. Been, it was non-existent. Yeah. A- aspirational is a kind word for it. But this year we've been putting on lone yaks, which are like individual um, like mini podcast episodes, uh, trying to do it every month. Not always. But we had like excerpts um, and outtakes. So if you are interested in those, please join us there. And we oh there and there's a new fun thing that we that Patreon has just started where you can like have a group chat. It only works on the app, unfortunately. Mm. But um Borma started a really fun what we've been watching group chat where people are just talking about like what they're watching, what they're liking. I've definitely picked up a couple of dramas because of that. So like thanks to the people who've been participating. That's been really fun. Yeah, I ended up uh, starting both your um, uh, box marriage. <laughs> that one as well as um, I think it was Ramsey who uh, was talking about the matchmakers about the how, matchmakers, yeah, right? how underappreciated yeah, yeah. was. That's what got me uh, started uh, on that drama. And I really appreciate that because I really enjoyed that drama. I still have the final episode left. I've been acting like it's it's completely done. I don't know what happens in the last episode, but I hope it <laughs> uh, sticks a landing. Um, yeah, so it's... Hopefully it's not fun. a heartbeat situation. <laughs> I trust I trust no dramas now. <laughs> right. we, we've been burned too many times before. Uh, um Okay, so we want to acknowledge how long you guys have been with us. And if you've joined us in 2023, thank you so much for coming on board. Um, we hope you use all of the features in Patreon, but also just like talk to us. That's the dramas you're watching. Um, and we will keep trying to be consistent-ish <laughs> when it comes to the Lone Yags and all of the other special episodes we make for Patreon. Shall we start the roll call? So... In order of who's been with us the longest, thank you, Egads. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Sasha Ten. Thank you, Humble Daisy. Thank you, Eunice. Thank you, Jojo. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Edith. Thank you, Marcia. Thank you, Una Tuna. Thank you, Dr. Chi. Thank you, Anya. Thank you, GK. Thank you, Lynette. Thank you, Helena. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Sarah. Or Sarah. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know how you pronounce it. Um, Thank you, Easel. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, David F. Thank you, Eugen Young. Thank you, Julia. Thank you, O'Lakes. Thank you, Fungi Lee. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Safa. Thank you, Mel G. Thank you, Frederica. Thank you, Dean Nguyen. Thank you, Abel. Thank you, Ingat Kayo. Thank you, Kitty. Thank you, Arlene. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Where's Wallace? Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you, Tsetsa. Thank you, Jen K. Thank you, A. Hopkins. Thank you, Kira. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Lena. Thank you, T. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Yanni or Jenny. I'm not sure. I said Jenny. Please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lorna. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Svenny. Um, if I pronounce that wrong, please tell me how to pronounce it. Thank you, Nan. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you, Sunita. 
Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Reem. Thank you, mango season. I love mango season. That's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ramsey. Thank you, Happy on the Inside. And finally, thank you, K Fangirl. Yeah, <laughs> we're having we're all having a little fangirl moment right now. <laughs> and thank you to the anonymous uh, patrons who didn't watch, wish to be named. Yes, all of you are very special to us. Uh-huh. We see you and we love you. All. Thank you for being a part of our Patreon community. Yeah, yes, and just being part of our really engaged listener community. A lot of you are, you know, participated in the voting. Send us amazing emails. Leave us wonderful comments. The most fun part of Patreon, honestly, is just like having conversations with all of you. And it's like been really fun to do that this year. I feel like we've gotten a lot more engagement and we've been really happy about that. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who like can't afford to support us on Patreon, like that's totally fine and no pressure. And like listening and sharing and like reviewing the podcast is just as valuable um, if that's, you know, what you're able to do. And we we appreciate all of our listeners. We appreciate this community. Um, I know we say it every year and it feels like we're saying the same thing, but like it continues to be true. And we love you and we love making this for you. So. And it's it's a privilege that like whether we know it or not, that you've chosen to share your time with us. That is that's a real privilege that we do not yes. take lightly. So thank yes. you. A lot of time. Many hours. Because mm-hmm. I know our episodes <laughs> can be really long sometimes. And <laughs> it's really nice that y'all are with us on that long journey. <laughs> and that we can be with you. I think that's also important to say. Because not everybody is here to talk to other people. You don't always want that. Sometimes you just want someone to share your time quietly while you do your own thing and live your own life. And, mm-hmm. you know, that makes a lot of difference. Like, I know the podcasts that I listen to, they, I, I never talk to them, <laughs> but they're very important to me. Yeah. Mm. I, I yeah. like that I am, um, even if it's passively, I like that I'm a part of their conversations. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, we have, you guys have, some of you have reached out to us at different points, um, even this year. And told us that you really liked being a part of our conversation. And that, like you said, is a privilege. It's an honor. Thank you. Yeah. And and even more of an honor is when we get messages from y'all saying that the podcast helped you through a difficult time, whether that was the pandemic or some period of grief or, you know, a difficult trip. Um, we're mm. definitely good for long trips. <laughs> for car rides, the, the longer the you know? better. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that really means a lot because... I you know I know for me like K drama was what got me through a lot of difficult stuff and like if I hadn't started watching K dramas I never would have made this podcast and mm-hmm. so to know that the thing that I started making because of that is now serving a similar purpose for anyone is like huge and a very moving mm-hmm. and I love it and I feel like of all of the fandoms that I've been part of in my life and you know to even participating in a new fandom this year well in the last year and a half because of you know BTS and stuff K-drama fandom is still like the fandom that is like the gift that keeps on giving Mm -hmm. there's something very special about this fandom that is unique to this fandom only Mm. yeah and I think one other thing that I will say is that like 14 years into this 
um, what has somehow turned into like a lifelong obsession, I guess, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting when I first turned on the first shop of Coffee Prince episode one and was like, what's with that these weird, weird name drama? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the heck? Um, one thing that I do appreciate is like every year there are new people finding and falling in love with K-dramas. Yeah. And for me, I think that revives a little bit of that or like reminds me of that like first exciting feeling that I had in the beginning. Because otherwise, I think we would become very jaded at this mm-hmm. point. We're like, yeah, like same old tropes, same old stuff. Um, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that is the danger. Isn't we, it? I know we sometimes are like, oh, K dramas yeah. aren't what they used to be. But I think like having people come in, you know, like um, there are a lot of people that came in with Crash Landing on You in 2020. And then there's like a new wave of people who have even like this year a lot of people have found them and it's like so cool because like you see that excitement and that like just that thrill of finding this thing that is so magical and I think it transfers a little bit to us too so I appreciate that yeah yeah very beautifully said so So. (laughs) it's been a year it's Mm -hmm. we we are embarking on 2024 and you're going to listen to this in 2024 so all that's left is for us to wish you the best in the year to come and that all of your endeavors go well that your health is good that your mental well-being is being nourished on an upward trajectory hopefully yeah Yeah. yes and us all yeah yeah and i guess the the final word is you know thank you to you guys for being my friends i already I already did my emotional postscript in my last episode, so I'm not doing any more. <laughs> is it again my turn to make both of you cry and run no, away? No, 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 that's enough. We've had <laughs> enough. Let's, 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 tradition. let's stop right here. <laughs> I haven't eaten my breakfast or my lunch yet because I woke up. Okay, let me just tell everyone before we go. We were meant to start recording today, my time, 2.30. I suddenly opened my eyes. At 2.25, shot up in bed, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I had dinner plans. It's a, great, it's a great start. Well, actually, it's not the start of the year yet. It's uh, New Year's Eve, but... No, no, hold on, hold that thought. I had dinner plans that were supposed to start two hours back, and our recording was supposed to wrap up two and a half hours back. This is nobody's fault. We super, like, we... We insanely overestimated how much we are going to record in an hour and a half. (laughs) It was not much. (laughs) It's funny how every year we think we've got a read on our own habits and every year we somehow underestimate ourselves in the silliest way possible. Yes, but I think what we did better this year is um, not try to record the whole thing, all of the episodes in one night because we have yes. done that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, 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 in one sitting. Um, I was before this ended up being like already a three-hour recording. I was gonna ask you guys to like make one prediction, like one K drama prediction for 2024 that we can look back on at the end of the year. Um, but I I don't know if this is already too long. But no, I thought that I mean, might be it's a like fun uh, thing. the final thought. I, I need think time to cool. think about it. <laughs> Should I start? Go on. Yeah. Do you have something in mind already, Forma? Yeah. Um, my prediction it's is almost like uh, hope, <laughs> prayer. <laughs> is, yeah, that can be that too. It can be that too. Is that um, 
you know, the K-drama economics figures itself out and networks aren't so desperate to just like sell IP and make money off that. Like they start focusing on good storytelling again, like supporting writers, supporting actors, supporting creativity instead of just let's do the nearest tropey thing that we are sure is going to be a hit and like sell it to you know, overseas um, streaming giants and get our bag and call it a day. Let's let's not do that anymore <laughs> in 2024. So that's my hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I got my wish of the last few years and we had so many contract drop marriage dramas. <laughs> this year, so I'm like very satisfied. This year was your year. And you it said. was, it was. And I'm like going to continue to enjoy them as like 2024 unfolds the first few months. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want to like finish them all in one go. But I think, um, I think I, I see like Ido Hyun being the romantic lead in like a big drama in 2024. Either it'll be announced or it'll happen. When does he That's... come out from... Uh, is he in the uh, military? Only... Yeah, he is. Never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had a big year, but neither of them were like big romantic dramas. So I was thinking, okay, never mind. <laughs> just cut that entire thing. Dude. But it was funny. Okay, fine. Then let's uh, just keep Yeah, going. it's funny. Um, I, I don't know how this is going to age, but I just saw the trailer uh, yesterday of uh, Parking Shik and Park Shinhe's new drama. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Crush, is it? What is the not Dr. Crush? Dr. Slump. Dr. Dr. Slump. Because we already Slump. did Dr. Dr. Crush. Dr. And that was Dr. Your... Crush is her other drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I really love the trailer. And I'm really hoping that drama is great. And now we will find out a year later what happens. Because <laughs> 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 both yeah, of them true. need a romance win, man. Like Park Hyung Shik needs a really great romance win. And Park Shin Hee just like, I need her to come back in a solid drama. Like, I had such hopes for this of us. <laughs> you know, I wasn't entirely disappointed. That was it. It was solid in its own way. It was solid it in just, its own way, but I don't yeah. want like a, a you know like a half win. I want like a full win. I I want one for her. So yeah. <laughs> Here's a prediction that I have, like a real prediction since my other one failed. Um, I think we're gonna get a lot of horror dramas in 2024. Yeah, I agree. Horror. Yeah, yeah horror. Yeah, I horror. agree. Yeah. Like not just not just horror elements, but like horror, actual horror stuff. Yeah, there's an appetite so for af- it. After how well how well Revenant did, and After School Duty did, like all of the horror dramas, like the well produced ones, they've all done really well um, in ratings. So I I completely and they've agree. done well like internationally. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of where the investment is going to go for 2024. I'm not much of a prophet, I must say. I'm not imaginative enough to come up with like predictions but there are some upcoming dramas that I'm excited about of course Dr. Slump but mm-hmm. also Park Min Young's new drama Marry My Husband which is going to start at the end of January I think I haven't been excited about a Park Min Young drama for a long time but this one looks really good it's like it's a revengey slightly mellow kind of darkish kind of drama I'm excited about that. I just started the new Jang Nara drama, uh, Ooh, My Happy Ending, yeah. which is, my God, I watched one episode. It's nuts. It's crazy. I'm very... I just started watching it. it. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's good. It's Yeah. So I'm hoping all of these dramas are great. I want a really good thriller, but also I feel like my appetite for thrillers has like changed a little bit. Mm. I just want to watch good mm. shows and I, I want to be really satisfied with them. But also I'm, I've am i got my babies coming back next year. Jin is coming back. 
back in June. <laughs> These are the things I'm looking forward to. I want Jin to make his acting debut because Borma just showed me this clip of a little, um, what was it, like a game promo? Yeah, that they not did. a game promo. It was like a game insert story. Insert, right. Yeah, called another story. And yeah. now it's whetted my appetite for Jin to actually do some acting projects because I always thought he was going to be kind of a not-so-great actor because he always seemed a bit self-conscious. But now seeing this, <sighs> come in and, and star in, like, a Kim Namgil Hyung Nim's drama. Just oh, just have a little Yeah, like, a little I just want to appearance. do guest appearances. <laughs> you know, like, impactful yeah. guest appearances With your Hyung Nim's. Yeah, do, do them. Because, like, he enjoys acting. And we... <laughs> absolutely enjoy him on our screen so <laughs> you don't have to make like a big debut just like a little bit. come on our screen sometimes those small cameos when they're like perfectly cast and perfectly set up character wise with like a layer of meta mm -hmm. can be like even more satisfying yeah full-on drama appearance agree and it's less work for them to recall an old old one do you remember the isingi chasungu Thing, the refrigerator little special scene from yeah, many years ago. I do. Something like that. It was so short, but it was so like, this was so It, it was perfect. It was like, it, it, it was had so all good. the meta and it was yeah. perfectly done. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, a, that was an iconic one. Do you remember what drama that was in? I can't right now, I have to say. But they were in, what, what they were in, was it, oh gosh, I can't remember. Okay, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, it's okay. It's it okay. can be yeah, Googled. Yeah. <laughs> it can be Googled. All right. Yeah. So those are our hopes and predictions. Um, <laughs> and I think this is a good place to wrap up the episode. Everybody, we wish you an excellent uh, new year. We hope that the tropes in your life and uh, fiction are all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 100%. 100%. Thank you both for being the amazing co-hosts that make this drama podcast continue to happen every and, every month. And she's, she's <laughs> the last seven years. Start, seven start making years. us well, cry again. Anissa's not allowed to talk. No. <laughs> I'm too but dehydrated to cry. I just can't believe we've been doing this for seven and a half years. That's oh, just amazing. God. That is way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Time to retire. But we could have only done this with each other, so... You know, yes. Thank you, guys. Talking about epic friendship groups, this is it for me. We, we win the award. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we give ourselves trope. the. Award. That's the trope that I want to give us an award for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. where can you find us? Where can people find us? They can find us on Twitter, which we are still refusing to call by the other name, at Dramas Overflow, and you can find me at Not you can find me on Twitter at AnisaFilipa underscore. You can find me, Parma, at Notes. You can also find us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore. And you can email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And our website is dramasoverflowers.net. And you can sign up to our newsletter. Just click on the link in the description or go to dramasoverflowers.substack.com. Good. We love you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. Bye. <laughs> oh, the first one was good. I liked that. It was funny. <laughs> it's like this ghostly thin. <laughs> That's like, you're like morning morning. Bring your prediction to life. The horror is arriving already. <laughs> okay, wait. Say oh, yeah. bye a normal way because the second time you were laughing too much. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> now that just sounds angry. 
Bye. I can't do this. She's. Bye. Bye. That sounds uncertain. Okay, let's choose okay. one of these. Okay, bye. <laughs> By the end, the music is drowning it out. Anyway, yeah, that's fine. So the last one was fine. It's fine. Uh, There's something in there we can use. <laughs> we can, like, this whole thing can be an act. Yeah, no, no, no. Keep the entire thing. I love this. This is, this is exactly how an episode should end. This is the chaos we're here for. The next category is most iconic heroine and the one to win there is the star of The Glory. What's her name? Song Hye Kyo. Song Hye Kyo. <laughs> Wait, I can't forget her name. Let me, let me just say that part. <laughs> the heroine of uh, The Glory. Song Hye Kyo. Song Hye Kyo.